0: what's good guys welcome to the j house podcast uh with uh kj and milos uh and today we're talking about the future of television and what we think it'll be how streaming services are and we're going to talk about the main three which are netflix hulu and amazon prime um there are a whole oh my god i should have put my phone on mute uh <laughs> there are a whole bunch of other ones out there but uh mostly we're talking about those three because those are the big three and They pour a lot of money into their shows. Um, So, uh, KJ, tell me, what is your take on the future of
1: television? Um, I think the future of television is dying at this point. Um, Just like how people don't read newspapers anymore, people don't go to the library anymore, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Streaming is taking over. Everything is streaming. We have streaming video games, streaming TV shows, streaming networks, Every almost every business at this point is making their own streaming website. You know, Ever since Netflix blew up and kind of did their thing, everybody's following suit. And I think a lot of it has to do with the simple fact that everybody's busy. A lot of people don't have the time to sit down and wait for a TV show to come on at 6 o'clock because they're working, they have kids, they got something going on in their life. And streaming is just turning into a more convenient way of entertainment. You know, you can... Have a new show come on and you say, you know what, when when I have time, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna binge it. And you can do that at your own pace, whenever you want to, any time of day. You know, so in my opinion, I think television is dying. Well, I agree
0: with you. I think the future television is in streaming, but you have channels like the CW who give you a CW app which allow you to watch the episode um full quality full streamed i think it's 24 hours or 12 hours after the show is aired yeah and they keep a full season up and they have other shows that um that have been canceled that are still there uh things like whose line is it anyway which i didn't know was a cw show (laughs) um and uh i kind of think that's a real good hybrid as far as what television could and couldn't be um but here's my other thing do you think? The streaming stuff is more a television show or
1: do you think it's more a short film? Um, I think it's turning into a little bit of both. Honestly, it's giving a lot of indie directors um, more chance to have a freedom to be expressive in their films because it's hard to get a movie in like the theaters nowadays. It's it's really hard, you know. So I feel like streaming is going to allow more creative you know, people out there, whether it's directors, actors, producers to put out content, and they can kind of have a little more control over what they're putting out. I mean, look at Netflix. There's, like, millions of different shows that's exclusive to Netflix, and a lot of them are actually pretty good. You know, for example, you know, um, Stranger Things. You know, you can't find that on TV, and it's an amazing show that's only on Netflix. I haven't watched it. What? Get off the show right now. Get off the show. Listen, I've lived through the the 80s. It, It wasn't really that good.
0: I was
1: a kid in the 80s, so yeah, <laughs> I'm just not, you know. Honestly. I'm not that interested in it. You know what, that's that's my pick of the week. I know every week you try to pick something to recommend to people, whether it's any kind of form of entertainment, whether music, film, gaming, whatever. My pick of the week is Stranger Things. If you haven't checked it out, you got to watch it. Because I felt the same way, like, you know, I was like, eh, something that's in regards to the 80s is probably going to be a little boring. This show is amazing you got to check it out. You have to. Okay, if we're doing our picks early, and we're doing
0: them now, my pick is on Amazon Prime, Jean-Claude Van Johnson. I don't... (laughs)
1: That sounds like a porn movie or something, man. I swear. (laughs) It's not. It's not. Okay, let me tell you the whole premise
0: of it, okay? Jean-Claude Van Damme has retired from acting, so he's doing his same old daily routine. You know, he's very bored. And then he decides that he wants to go that he's his front. He's secretly a spy and his front is that he's a, he's an actor of action movies. So then he wants to go back to doing spy business and (laughs) the show is fucking hysterical. Like you would not believe that Jean-Claude Van Damme actually has comedy chops. He is really funny in this show. And yes, it has action it's really funny. It's the most stupidest premise ever. Um, and, and like he shows his age. Like you look at me like, wow, man, you've gone old. <laughs> um, but but man, it's a really, oh, there's only one episode.
1: Oh, it's only one episode so far?
0: It's only one episode. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, let me double check.
1: Episode one, watch now, yeah. And it's on uh, Hulu, you said? Amazon. Oh, Amazon. So back to the streaming service. Um, like I said, I feel like streaming is the future. It's going to take over. Television is eventually going to die. Not even just television, but I just think cable in general. I think we're not going to really have a reason for having a cable box anymore. Because me personally, I the only time I even turn on my cable box is if I'm watching the football game. That's pretty much it. And most of the stuff that comes on T V is on Netflix. Like I watch Supergirl and I watch The Flash and it's on Netflix. So that's where I watch it. So it's gonna get to the point where it's gonna be a domino effect. We're gonna probably lose cable boxes, but I feel like internet is going to become more expensive because we're gonna need to have faster internet because everybody is gonna be streaming. So it's gonna be kind of a counter kind of like a counteract situation, in my opinion. Well, well, here's the thing. Uh, cable,
0: cable is losing to internet. Oh yeah, um, they are losing big time. People are canceling their their cable subscriptions right and left. With smart TVs around, you don't even need to buy an additional box. Yeah, you don't. Plug in your YouTube account, plug in your Hulu account, plug in your Amazon account, plug in your Netflix account. Like on my TV, I have my Hulu account, I have my Netflix account, I have my Amazon Prime account, I have my YouTube account. I don't need an additional box anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, hell, I can even surf the web on, on my TV. So um, I'm actually to the point where I want
1: to get rid of all my cable boxes because it's pointless. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, I keep it mainly mainly for the kids, you know, so they can watch their little, like, Nickelodeon, but Nickelodeon's coming up with a streaming service, so I'm not going to need it anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody's doing a streaming service. So, yeah, it's going to get to the point where you're not going to need here cable box. is. boxes. Here is the problem with all these streaming services.
0: It will wind up being more expensive than cable, which will make people go towards the bootleg sites more and more and more. Yeah. And people will run to those bootleg sites because let's face it, why do I want to pay, you know, for the sake of argument for 10
1: streaming services that cost me a hundred bucks? Well, it's like having cable. Yeah. Because at this point right now, I think I have a Netflix, I have Hulu um, those are the only ones I have, but I'm considering DC cause I want to, cause cause I'm a, I'm a DC guy and I'm considering Disney because my kids watch Disney and then obviously Marvel is going to be on Disney. So probably within the next year, I'm probably going to have about six streaming subscriptions within the next year. I will not get Disney under no circumstances will I get Disney. Even, even it's, for all the Marvel stuff. So even if all of the Marvel TV shows and movies only came there, because eventually well, sh- it's going to happen. No, no, I can go to your house. <laughs> I'll charge you at the door,
0: one dollar. <laughs> like I'm going to come in empty handed. I'm not going to come with like a bottle of Jack popcorn. You know? Oh man. Or better yet, sleep gummies for the kids. Here you go, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but no, I'm okay. Uh, the problem is, my I, I have a very big. I'm not a big Disney fan, in general. Okay. Um, I I kind of feel like they do too much of a cash grab to their audiences. Like, um, in the '90s, where they did the Disney Vaults. You know, it's their old movies. You know, which they didn't release on VHS. For X number of years yeah, And they were like oh buy you know Disney vault edition you know we opened the vaults Just to give you this movie And so then you bought it on DVD And then 15 years later they're like Oh we opened our vaults again so you can buy it on Blu-ray oh, You yeah. know And then they open it again So that you can you can buy the same Blu-ray But this time with a streaming service Yeah You know it, it, just, it just feels like they, they, they want to dig into your pocket all the time Um as much as I love Marvel, there isn't enough Marvel material to keep me coming back for more. Um, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I'm not. I love Star you know, Wars, like, man. I love Star I, Wars. I don't. I don't.
2: <laughs> I don't
0: because the Star Wars follows the King Arthur, you know, Knights of the Round Table formula. It really does. Hmm. Darth Vader is the Black Knight, okay? Luke Skywalker uh, is King Arthur who pulled the sword out of the stone, essentially. <laughs> you know? Princess Leia started out as Guinevere, you know, but then they turned it into his sister, which was bizarre. Um, And, and the problem with it is a lot of the fans just want to keep it in that realm. Like, I thought um, that Rogue One... And um uh, and the solo movies were great addition to Star Wars. And the cartoons were great addition to Star Wars because it expanded the universe into more things than just Space Knights with laser swords, you know? Yeah. And and that was my that was my problem with it. When you look at uh, Battlestar Galactica, they, they open up their universe, you know, the seventies version and the two thousands version. When you look at things like Space 1999 from the sixties that that opened up. Star Trek opened up to a world, to, to a lot of different worlds and a lot of different ideas and a lot of different concepts and so much morality into it. You know, is Star Wars a great action film? Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the king of the sci-fi action films. Nobody can knock it. But do I want to watch
1: it 100,000 times? No. Yeah, that's the thing. I love Star Wars, too, but only certain ones I can actually go back to watch more than once. You know, um, and like you said, I love the fact that they came out, came out with Rogue One because I thought, like you said, it was something different, something that the that the franchise needed and everything needs something new to try to refresh itself, basically, you know, Um, and and I think Disney is actually coming out with a separate like TV show for Star Wars. Um, They're doing a live action Rogue One spinoff starring, um, I think Rogue One's star Diego Luna. He's gonna be reprising yeah. his role as um, what was his name, Cassian Andor. Um, it's supposed to talk about it's supposed to talk about the events prior to Rogue One, basically. So I'm kind of looking forward to that just to see what they do with it. And it's interesting that like a streaming service or a TV show in general is actually using a star that was in the movie in the show. You don't really see that happen like almost at all. So it's gonna be interesting to well, see. Well, Marvel's happens. doing it now. Oh yeah, Marvel's Marvel's doing that with a lot of their characters. Loki, he's getting his own show, um, and I th- yeah, I think uh, Elizabeth Olsen who plays um, what does she play? Um, Scarlet Witch. Uh, Scarlet Scarlet Witch. Yep, Falcon, Bucky. Like they're all of the the um, actors from the movie. No, no, it's Winter
0: Soldier. You can't call him Bucky.
1: Oh, sorry, Winter
0: Soldier. Because, look, look. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Because like, like. You call one of, one of the characters by their by their superhero name, and the other one not by the superhero name. It's a little weird.
1: Yeah, yeah that's true, um, true,
0: true. Out of all that, out of all that, the only one I'm interested in really is the Falcon and Winter Soldier one. Um, really, because yeah, one they hate each other in in the in the movie. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Kind, kind of like, but they act kind of like the old wife and the new wife. You know what I'm <laughs> trying to say? That is very um, true. I never thought about it like that. and and both characters in the comics have been captain america really falcon is currently captain america which i thought was the best decision ever oh wow i i actually never knew that Yeah, i never knew that you uh, you know and and the thing that really annoyed me was a lot of people like he can't be captain america and i was like why it makes sense he's been his his sidekick for how many years mm-hmm. he understands what he goes for. They have the same core values, you know, they fought side by side, you know, and I'm thinking very logically. And then I read online, he can't be Captain America cause he's black. And I'm <laughs> like, what does that have to do with anything?
1: Yeah. People get that standard that if a, if a character is a certain color in like a comic book, and if they bring it to real life and it's a different color, they're like, all right, well, why, like, why, like why change the race? Why change the color? It's it's a, it's like a, it's a it's a different spin. Why not? You know? Well, my whole thing is comic books is about the way
0: things should be, not mm-hmm. the way they actually are. You understand? Because an Irish guy from the 40s would not normally be as accepting of all races, creeds and colors, which is what um Captain America is, you know, but in the comic books he accepts Everybody you know and that moves On forward and that's the way it should Be and that's why I like comic Books and the idea of it and to me The I guess because I'm A fan of the medium I don't really uh, Like Like if someone says okay Falcon oh he You know he has this power he has this he does this he has That and I don't really Look at the the Color of the character only because It's a non-issue Like it's never brought up in the comic, you know what I'm trying to say?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's never yeah, brought up.
0: The only one who really who, the only one who really brings up a race thing is Luke Cage. And that's not so much because he's black, it's because he lives in Harlem. But the Harlem he lives in is not the Harlem of today, you know? Like Harlem's being very gentrified. You know, so it's pushing a lot of people who are in regular Harlem, in Spanish Harlem out. So now it's becoming gentrified so he's the only one to me that really screams race uh even black panther you can't say he screams race because his whole story is he's from africa but he's not from africa as in the 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 black power thing it just happens to be he's from a country in africa so i have like and i guess for me um because they don't they don't push the whole race issue. I never really looked at Valkyrie and Captain America as anything other than, hey, that's a good choice.
1: It makes sense. Yeah, exactly. You know? I think um, I think it's the fans who push the race thing more than anybody. Which I think that's why it makes directors, producers, and filmmakers a little uncomfortable when it comes to making certain decisions when it comes to like race and like certain superheroes, you know, from comic books. Because fans make such a big deal of it. So let me let me ask you this much. What do you
0: think about um, Star Trek being taken off the air and made only a streaming thing? What do you think about it? And what do you think about how they chose to deliver it where it's CBS All Access in the U.S., but it's Netflix all over the world? Um, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I see it as them capitalizing on the streaming opportunity, for one. And then I also see it as them trying to compete with um, basically, basically Star Wars at this point because Star Wars, in my opinion, has become like the new version of Star Trek for some fans who are maybe a little younger or who weren't really around when oh, Star Trek first oh, came no, out. No, 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 no. no and Th- this is how I, and that's no disrespect. You are not a no science, You are not
0: a science fiction fan. No,
1: <laughs> no, you are no disrespect. Absolutely not a science fiction fan. <laughs> By that statement
0: alone, you're. I know you're not a science fiction fan. Because, first of all, let's talk about the truth.
1: Okay, okay, what
0: is the truth? Star Trek was the first one who did streaming. Okay, they started the whole streaming model, and then Disney decided, oh, we'll do that too. Okay, mm-hmm. first of all, and second of all, Star Trek and Star Wars are two completely different um, types of shows.
1: Oh, yeah, Star oh, yeah, Tr- for
0: sure. Star Trek is cerebral, um, and it's science fiction, while Star Wars is science fiction fantasy um and they don't really imitate each other the mm-hmm. only time they imitate each other when you have idiots like jj abrams <laughs> like taking over star trek yeah no and, and the best thing is in the interviews they were like oh how do you you know you got you're directing uh this is like after he's directed the first one oh Oh, uh, what do you think about directing you know star trek were you a big fan or
1: he goes i've never seen one episode wow.
0: how the fuck are you directing this
1: so he's never seen an episode what? but he's directing a Star Trek movie. He's never seen an episode. I kinda think And he's so stupid. Required. I I honestly I, I think you're almost required that if you're taking over a franchise, whether you're just directing one film, you're producing, writing a script, if you're taking over a franchise in any kind of medium, I think it's almost required that you at least do your do your homework. At least watch one or two episodes. Something. Listen I I can understand him going, well,
0: there's like 800 hours or whatever, or over a thousand hours, 2,000 hours of Star Trek. I really don't want to watch all of that. Okay. Watch the original series. It's three seasons. It's um, maybe 40, 45 hours. Yeah. You know, you don't even have to see all of them. See the, see the top 10 episodes. See the top 20 episodes. You know, hell, just watch season one and two. Forget season three, because season three was terrible. And, and you're okay. Um, it's just like, ah, uh, just you know, don't don't jump into a. That's like me directing Star start a Star Wars movie, you know. You, like you, think you never saw yeah, one Star Wars. <laughs> no, I mean I, I've watched Star Wars, but like I'd want to expand it more on you know less less Jedi and more and more
1: Han Solos. Yeah, I mean, I to be quite honest. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't mean to really say that that they were the same, but I I just think that maybe they're maybe they're trying to find a better way to reach their audience. I mean, I don't know. It's an interesting idea of what they're doing, but maybe they're just trying to find a different way to reach their audience. Maybe they feel like there is. I mean, I know there's a lot of Trekkies out there. I'm not going to say that, but I'm just saying maybe they're realizing that the generation of Trekkies is starting to dwindle a little bit and maybe they need to just find different ways to get that name out there to even the people who love Star Wars but but never heard of Star Trek. You know, maybe they might be interested in that. So I just think that they're just trying to find different ways to keep the Star Trek brand and in, in the people's, you know, vision, you know. I, mean, I think that's probably why they decided to do that, honestly. Uh,
0: look, with Star Trek, like, they, Star Trek Discovery, they screwed up so bad that they're literally backpedaling and changing all the designs like the Klingons. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. Like (laughs) I literally saw the show. I was like, those are Klingons. (laughs) Um, Was it really that bad? Oh yeah. All right. Let me give, let me give you an example. Let's say they took Chewbacca, right? Okay. And they said, okay, we're going to shave him. Okay. So now where he has a little bit of fur, Now we're going to give him four nostrils Now we're going to make his uh, 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 Sound robotic Okay And then on top of that we're going to make him short And then on top of that Okay We're going to make him a bad pilot And then on top of that we're going to change his color And the list goes on and on and on And then they're like oh by the way Millennium Falcon We're going to take the cockpit put it in the middle Make the ship look like a hot dog
2: Okay, oh wrapped in tinfoil.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's how bad they screwed up with the Klingons. They, they they had no concept. And once I found out who was a special effects person who did the Klingon design, I was like, Oh, that makes sense. He's an <laughs> asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, that kind
0: of sucks. He's he he's one of the judges on face off for sci fi. Really? And he's just one of these guys. Yeah, yeah. I'll get his name in a second. And he's
1: um, he's just full of himself. Wow, I mean, also maybe that's another reason why they decided to go the streaming route. Maybe because there's been a lot of mistakes, and maybe a lot of fans abandoned Star Trek because of the, you know the recent mistakes with the movies and the shows, and you know what I mean. So maybe they're trying to rekindle that relationship with with all the Trekkies out there. Maybe you know. Oh, hold on,
0: Glenn Hetrick, he's the one who screwed up the Klingon design. Um, Here's the thing. The J.J. movies, one and two, are terrible.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Okay? One has its... And it's not the actors. It's the material they were given. One has several moments where it's really good. Two has no moments where it's really good. And I hate the fact that they gentrified Khan. Okay? (laughs) No. Khan is supposed to be a Sikh. Okay? He'll be from Pakistan. Okay? Having a Latino play that part kind of makes sense is... You know, we can kind of fit in their neighborhood and they can kind of fit in ours in the sense of looks. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, But when you turn him into a white British man, what are you doing? You know, Um, it was terrible. But Star Trek 3 from the J.J. universe wasn't half bad. It really felt more like Star Trek. It had its flaws and everything else, but it felt like Star Trek. So let me ask you, what did you think about JJ when he did Star Wars? Uh, what was it?
1: Um, yeah, which one did he do? Uh, he did, um, three, four, a six or seven, whatever it was. Um, he did one of them. Um, I can't remember which one it was that he did, but I don't know. I mean, JJ is—I'm not really a big JJ guy when he does like anything besides you know Star Wars and you know like. You know, like Star Trek and all that stuff like that. I'm usually, a like, I kind of like his work. You know, some of his little other sci-fi films are okay. But I don't know. I'm not really big on him as a director as everybody else is. You know, he just seems like another version of, um, oh, man, what's that director? Michael Bay. Michael Bay, yeah. JJ just seems like a sci-fi, watered-down version of Michael Bay in my opinion no J
0: J, J, J J's an asshole
1: um <laughs> look at lost people
0: who who were who were hooked on lost how to like apologize to themselves for watching it because it was so terrible <laughs> oh, it was man. and then and then what he did in in episode seven the force awakens that ray character is a mary sue are you aware of the term mary sue no Okay, well, Mary Sue actually comes from a fan fi- a fan script fan fiction that was written in the 70s or 80s about a character called Mary Sue who was a better leader than Captain Kirk, more logical than Spock, a better engineer than Kirk, a better pilot than Sulu. Like it just went on and on and on, you know. And so there, and the character was Mary Sue. so they can do everything. So the force awakens, Ray was't Mary Sue. You know, she can fight with a lightsaber. She's an awesome pilot. She doesn't need any training with the force, you know, like all this nonsense, you know, like I was like, yo, I'm all for strong female characters and I think films need them. But making her a Mary Sue, come
1: on. Yeah, you know? I, I did feel like they could have gone about Ray's whole like like just her character in general. I just feel like they could have done that a little better. I just felt like they just kind of threw her in here and said, oh, hey, look. She has all these powers now, and she's our she's our hero, and, you know, you know, like, just believe in her and et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I just feel like they could have done a little better with her, honestly. I mean, I have nothing against strong female characters, like you said, you know, more power to them, but I just felt like it could have, I felt like it was rushed, and it could have been done a little better. Maybe they would have introduced her in, like, the previous Star Wars movie. Um, what's the other one that we just got finished talking about? I can't think of it. What, Rogue yeah, One? Yeah, maybe if she had like a small role in Rogue One, they kind of introduced her a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I would have had a little bit. Or maybe she
0: was the daughter of the two main characters?
1: Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I just felt like it was just rust. They just kind of threw her in there, and she just knew everything. And I, was, I just didn't believe in the character. I mean, I, I liked her character. after everything was, you know, was said and done. But at first, I, I just didn't believe in that. that Listen,
0: if she was Obi-Wan's
1: granddaughter
0: oh yeah I, I could have bought into her being that powerful with
1: yeah force. that's the thing It's like yeah like alright if you're gonna give her all those powers and say she can do this and she can do that she has the force like kind of kind of make her like I don't know kind of stick her to a character that we kind of knew or something from a previous movie even if it wasn't a main character it would have been a little bit more you know like believable but just to say oh this strange person just has this connection with the force just because and it's like okay all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. It just yeah. kinda threw me off a little bit at first. And the force is kind of a crutch,
2: you
0: know? Yeah, exactly. Everything, everything can be explained with the force. Why did you fall? The, the force. force
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's why I like rogue one. Cause everything just, I mean, yeah, they still, you know, try to refer to the force, but it, it, it was just different. It was, it, it was a different story. And I think it's time at this point, as far as star Wars is concerned, let's get away from Luke. Get away from the Luke story, get away from Darth Vader story. They've been dragging on that story for decades, so many years, so many films. I think it's time to move on to a different to a different story, you know, just something different. And don't get me wrong, I love Star Wars, I love the story, I love Luke, I love Darth Vader, he's one of my favorite villains of all time. But still, I just think it's time for a new direction for the film, a new a new direction for the franchise. You know just just go somewhere else with it, honestly, that's just my opinion. Well, as far as streaming, we'll get back to that as far as streaming um with everything in regards to Disney with them coming out with all of these streaming shows with Loki and just all these different you know Marvel characters, I mean, do you feel like it's gonna get to a point where we're gonna need as many Marvel movies anymore like do we need? Three, four, or five Marvel movies a year if we have Marvel like streaming shows? Yes. Absolutely. Why so though? Absolutely. Three movies,
0: absolutely yes, because we're not focused on the same characters. Yeah. You know? Um, like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage. Okay. Yeah. Um, those were Marvel TV shows, essentially. Mm-hmm. That doesn't that doesn't stop me from seeing Spider Man.
1: Yeah, true. You
0: know? Um and if I like Loki a lot and I watch his television series and he winds up in Avengers five or whatever, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. You know, I just think that they're they're picking the right formula, doing limited series of no more I think it's six to six to ten episodes. Mm. Um and they're picking characters that they don't have enough story for a movie because oh, the movie yeah. has Because a movie has to generate a certain amount of money, yeah. But they have enough story for a TV series, where people will be willing to watch that show because they also want to watch the movies in the streaming service. So it makes sense. It makes it makes good sense. Like I'll watch a Black Widow movie.
1: Oh yeah. They they
0: have that. Sure. But I wouldn't watch a Black Widow TV show.
1: Yeah. I Guess that it's makes too sense. much of the same thing, yeah. Like, that, like, yeah. now that I think about it, that actually does make sense because if you think about the movie, like, Infinity War, there's so many characters. There were, there were even some characters who really didn't get a lot of screen time, and I heard a lot of reviews talking about how they felt like certain characters, like, they just like, ran, like, they did like the run and gun technique, like, each character only got like five minutes here, five minutes there, and they really didn't get a lot of screen time and a lot of people wanted to see certain characters get more screen time but like you said with such limited time it's hard for Loki to you know shine in a movie with 20 other villains you know what I mean so maybe the streaming service is it actually might make their films better because like you said if you're a Loki fan and you watch his show constantly the minute you find out Loki is gonna be in the next. Iron Man movie, you're like, oh, wait a second, I like that character. I might have to go check out this film. And that might actually get more butts in the seats because of the fact that you had that time to generate a story, a backstory with that character, and maybe that'll also allow Marvel to save money. They don't have to come out with so many, you know, like, you know, like backstory films, you know, like just to, to figure out, oh, where did this character come from? What is he about? You can use that time on a show. And then come out with a full fledged film with that character later on, and that way you already build up that that knowledge base with the with the fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other thing is, so they can actually make it
0: as in as a supplement to the movie. Yeah. Like a good example is Loki shows up in Avengers in the next in the next movie was it Avengers five? Uh, four or four? Yeah, four. Avengers four but you don't know how we showed up there, but the TV series shows you how we actually wound up showing up there. Things like that, I think are super
1: cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they have many ways that they can work this out and tweak it. It's actually pretty interesting to see what Marvel is going to do in regards to the streaming service, you know, linking it up with its films. Like it's really interesting. They can go about it in so many different ways, because if you look at the Marvel universe, but not even just Marvel, like with DC as well, there's so many villains. There's so many heroes. There's some villains and heroes that I don't even know about. You know what I mean? So for the fact that we have the movies and the streaming service, like, it's going to take me back to some of the comic books that I didn't get to read. I get to know some of these characters now. You know what I mean? For me, I, I'm into the comic books, you know, so I do
0: read them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the whole Civil War thing was in the comics oh yeah i mean like it was huge um but it wasn't so big in the movies but i like what the movies did because it became very personal oh yeah they produced the characters yeah it did so you know like even the comic books don't guide the movies and there are a lot of characters that are just made up
1: yeah
0: you know like uh, uh i think character's name is ned uh from Spider-Man, his 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 uh his Hawaiian buddy? Ned? the big kid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Alright. Well, that character actually comes from the Spider-Man, the Ultimate Universe. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know the 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 half black, half Puerto Rican, yeah. or half Dominican yeah. uh, Spider Man?
1: Um what was it Miles Morales? Miles Morales. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. You know? And that's the thing, like Spider Man, uh Peter Parker's the only white Spider Man. Really? Spider Man twenty ninety yeah Spider Man twenty ninety nine is half Mexican and half Irish. His name is Miguel O'Hara. Oh wow! Right, and so now from the Ultimate Universe, Miles Morales is half Latino, half black. So
1: yeah, that's interesting. Um,
0: you know what? It, it it's it isn't it isn't. It makes sense because it's New York.
1: Yeah, true. New York.
0: When you thought of when Spider Man was made, you thought of mostly white people. Yeah. As you go through time, you think of mixed people. Exactly. I mean, it's so, it's um, it's more
1: realistic to reality,
0: honestly. Yeah. But, you know, oh, anyway, b- back on that tractor, like, uh,
1: so then his characters
0: take it from the, the ultimate universe, so it was a nice mix that that way they changed things up. I liked it. I liked it. And even in the Spider Man game, they added Miles Morales.
1: Yeah. Who- well, I already kind of knew about that spoiler, so it's okay. <laughs> No, everybody knew about it. It was
0: it was in the it was in a couple of commercials. Oh really? Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. So Yeah. Uh I, I just I just kinda think the comic books have so many characters and so many ways you can go with so many things. Like Captain America like when he when he isn't being Captain America, mm-hmm. he's called nomad, you know? Oh, and yeah. in Avengers he's being the nomad character, you know, the dark costume and everything else. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Captain America was turned into a werewolf. You know, at one point he he uh, he was a sleeper agent for Hydra. You know, like he, <laughs> like they've 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 gotten rid of him, they've frozen him, and then they reset the whole clock, and then they brought him back like twenty years later. Like all this stuff they've done with Cap, Captain America. That you know, if you follow the comic books, you're like, wow, this is confusing. But in the movies, they simplify things, and I and I kind of like the way they do it. No
2: you
1: know, they're they're pretty good. Now, do you think? Um well, coming to the closing statements of my ideas of the com- of, of the streaming service, um, but do you think that with all of the movies now added all of these streaming services with all these streaming TV shows from all these comic book characters, do you think, or do you think it's possible that maybe people could get a little worn out from the comic book genre with so many and TV shows?
0: You think, could, you think people could get tired of the whole... Uh, Superhero wave Yeah Is what you're saying
1: Yeah No I don't think they could You don't think so? I don't think they could Uh,
0: uh, No 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 Star Wars is a perfect example of uh, A genre of science fantasy Lasting From 1977 To 2018 With only a small dip in interest Yeah You know um, And I think that's a good factor Look at Star Trek 50 years you know, oh, wow. and they're still going strong. You know,
1: yeah.
0: Um, I just don't think people will get tired of it because characters like Cap, characters in comic books, are a reflection of ourselves. Yeah, like sure. I love Captain America in the movies because he's what I strive to be. You know, someone who's a little more honest, someone who's a little more upfront, yeah. someone who is. You know, not scared to back down. Yeah. While someone else might like Iron Man because they're they're a show off, or someone else might like Black Widow because they have a secret side, or someone might like the Hulk because they have a temper. You know, I just kind of think that that there's so many different angles and reflections of ourselves in comic books that I don't think it I don't think there'll be fatigue. Yeah. I don't think there'll be fatigue with the genre. I may be, you know, eating my hat in like five years, but right now <laughs> I don't think it's possible. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, and I I guess it also all depends on quality. Like, let's say if the next five, ten years of comic book movies or TV shows, like, if the quality drops off, then that might be the only thing that might, you know, where it's welcome. Have you ever seen
0: the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie? Yes, it was horrible. So you did see that cheap, really crappy one, right? It was horrible. Have you seen the really crappy Captain America one? Um, I don't think so. What, like... Yo, the Captain America suit was made out of spandex. So, like, you see it on his <laughs> face, and you see his face kind of half-pouring out of the mask. It was terrible. And uh, you hit the nail right on the head. It's about quality. If they're made in the quality of... Spider Man, you know Civil War, and all those people will continue watching it. Yeah, people know what good quality when they see it. Like Venom, was one of those movies where I saw and I was like, eh, "It's all right, it's good, it's watchable." Uh, critics hated it, but a lot of people loved it.
1: Uh, I just thought it was it was on the border. Hmm. Yeah, I, I still haven't seen yeah. that one yet either. I, I need to go see that one. Man, you gotta start watching more movies. I know, bro. man. I got so many movies on my backlog right now, man. I need to. I need to catch up. <laughs> I'm falling behind. So for people like yourself, I kind of, I can kind of see where
0: streaming is an option for someone like yourself who has a family, who has kids, who is busy, and doesn't really have a chance to get out to the theaters. I can kind of see someone like yourself streaming a Venom movie, calling your friends over, and then bringing their kids so your kids can have a play date. And you can enjoy the movie. I kind of see us streaming as something like that for someone like yourself.
1: Now, the question is, would you be open to something like that? As far as my lifestyle, yes, it probably would be a lot easier just to stream. So, like, if they gave, and I'm sure movie theaters will probably get to that point. I just don't think it'll happen anytime soon. But maybe movie theaters will offer a streaming option. Like, maybe they might have it Like instead of paying eight dollars a month to stream Netflix, they might say, "All right, you can stream the new Venom movie from the Lowe's Theater app, but you have to pay regular ticket price. Maybe there might be a small discount if you have like a subscription. I don't know, but you have that option, and you can only watch it for like twenty four hours. If they had that, I would do it. All
0: right.
1: So when when it boils down to streaming, where do you think?
0: its strong points is where do you think its weak points is and where do you think pirating fits into all of this and is it something that streaming services can do to get people less
1: likely to pirate a movie or a tv show um i think streaming service as far as pirating let me start off with that one i think streaming services becoming more accessible and as long as the price is right i think that will I think that would help avoid pirating. Honestly, um, I think personally with the way streaming services is now, I think maybe it's cutting down on pirating a little more compared to how it used to be. Um, I know a lot of TV show websites have gotten shut down and there just isn't that many random pirated TV show websites anymore because you kind of don't really need it. I mean, you have your Netflix, you have your Hulu. like It makes it easier to just get a subscription instead of going online, trying to find an illegal website and trying to find the right website. You know what I mean? It just, it's too easy now to watch movies and shows that it makes you not want to have to worry about doing that anymore. See, basically.
0: I, I disagree with you because of this. Um, okay. Like the Titans TV show, right? Yeah. I can only watch that when I hang out with Hacker. Okay.
1: Cause he's got the subscription. Okay. Um, The, the, the Star Trek discovery Oh, and Hacker, by the way, is one of our homeboys who used to work at Greater Studios with us.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. FYI, he, uh, <laughs> we we call, we
1: call him we call him
0: Hacker Chris because he can kind of get into anything. And not only that, he is a huge comic book head, and we're trying to get him. Uh, we're trying to work out the details to get him to appear um, on an episode on for a sure. podcast.
1: Uh, sure. But anyway,
0: but like I like I want to watch Star Trek Discovery, and it was a big pain in the ass for me to watch it. You know? Yeah. I only want to watch one show. I could care less about everything else on CBS's streaming service. I don't care. I don't wanna see uh the forty flavors of CSI, I don't wanna see NCIS, <laughs> I don't wanna see I don't wanna see the Big Bang Theory, I don't wanna see how I met your mother, you know, none of that interests me. None of that. I just wanna see Discovery. Um and that is a roadblock to me. Like 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 as much as I I like all the DC movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a need to watch them repeatedly. I just want to see Titans.
1: So know? maybe maybe streaming services, because I feel the same way. When it comes to certain streaming services, there's just a certain amount of shows that I just want to watch and I don't really care about anything else. So maybe for you uh, or like a, like a viewer like you, maybe streaming services need to have more options. Maybe they need to have a certain subscription. like Like, for example, when you get cable, they say, oh, what channels do you want? You know, what services do you want? Maybe they should have something like, I think in the future, streaming services will get to that point where you're going to have packages within a streaming service. They're going to say, okay, let's say, for example, Marvel. Oh, what type of shows do you like to watch? Oh, mainly Batman, mainly uh, Flash, whatever. So then you get a certain package that has certain shows in it, and maybe that will appeal to a customer like you, you know, and that could be an option. See, uh, for me, like the, ne- like the
0: Netflix offered in Europe and in Canada, I like more because they have Star Trek. There, they might actually get Titans to stream. <laughs> you know, um, uh, so I kind of like that, but I just kind of feel like in the in the US, like you can't really watch it. Like I have to get you know a VPN to say I'm in England to turn around and watch Netflix. You know, to to watch. Discovery, yeah, you know, like I gotta pay for an additional service to pretend I'm in another country to watch a show that I want, <laughs> okay, yeah. and it's still cheaper than uh, than watching uh, Star Trek, uh, than paying for CBS All Access. I just, I just like CBS doesn't have the content that people are going, Oh my god, I want to watch CBS because yeah. nine ten times all you see <laughs> on
1: CBS is BS. I, wow, <laughs> that's their new slogan. All you see on CBS is BS. Yeah. All you see is BS. Anyway. (laughs) but honestly, I I think streaming is is right now, as we speak, streaming is in its infancy right now. You know, it's if you really think about it, it's it's still early. It's still in the early years of streaming. A lot of people are picking up the trend and a lot of people are going through trials and errors. You know, it's like I said earlier in the show, it, it, it is going to get to the point where streaming is going to take over cable. And I think streaming quality is is going to be better as far as content, as far as packages. I mean, even right now, every streaming service offers like a, like a free trial. So you can check it out, see if you like it. So I think in my opinion, streaming is going to get better. The downfalls, uh, going back to your question, the downfalls of streaming, I don't really, right now at the current state, I don't really see a lot of downfalls in it. I mean, you, you kind of can't, go wrong. I mean, I I think the only downfall is that maybe we have so many streaming services, it's going to be hard to keep up. And there might be certain shows you want to watch that you can only watch on Netflix, or you can only watch on Hulu, or that you can only watch on DC. So I see the only downfall is that there's just so much like so many streaming services that you're going to end up spending a lot of money. I I say that's the only downfall that I can see for now. And and Um, I think that will make people go to pirated sites more. Yeah, you know what, I
0: I didn't think about that. You're right, because I'm not saying could be a reason. I'm not saying that myself that I do this, but I'm saying of course not. Don't do that. No, no, (laughs) no. Because here's the thing: like, like the shows that I want to watch nine to ten times, there is a legitimate free way to watch them. Okay, or I pay for it on Hulu, or I pay for it on Netflix, or I pay for it on Amazon. Like my only gripe with Hulu is if I'm paying for the service, why am I watching commercials? yeah i know i, I that's show, one thing show I me hate. one show me one I commercial think. don't give me three minutes of commercials you know um because yeah,
1: I, I hate to push the bubble you
0: kind of make me want to pirate a show just so i can not watch commercials
1: and honestly i didn't at first i used to like as far as hulu was concerned when i used to watch hulu like when i first watched it it didn't bother me at first. I'm like, ah, just a few commercials. But then I felt like over time, the commercials just got longer and longer. And it's like, it's literally almost like five minutes of a commercial every time it goes to commercial. Yeah. And I'm just like, come on, like, seriously. And I also recently heard that Netflix is considering getting getting advertisements in their show. Yes. Netflix will that. play one commercial in the beginning of your show. Done. If they keep it that way, I'm fine. I don't mind. And I understand you need advertisements to, you know, like, like at the end of the day, you got to, you know, you had, you got to pay bills at the end of the day. So advertisements bringing more money and that's fine, but don't overload it. That's one of the reasons why people rather streaming is because there's not so many damn commercials or people would rather
0: pirate because there's no commercials.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like, and it's like a major domino effect. Yeah, like the commercial it might lead to more pirating. And if you want to have people get your service and stay away from the pirating and give you money, you got to entice them. I mean, even if you just do one commercial at the beginning, that's perfectly fine. I'm fine with that. Give me give me a two, three minute commercial and then the rest of the show I can watch uninterrupted. I'm fine with that, especially if I'm paying money for it, you know. So Hey, hey listen,
0: I, I have YouTube premium because I couldn't stand the commercials.
1: Yeah, I got the free trial for that. It's actually really interesting cuz now you can listen to YouTube like in the background like if you go out of the app, it'll still play. Like that's an interesting feature that I never really knew that I wanted with YouTube, but it's pretty cool. And yeah, but the cool. YouTube YouTube Music app sucks. Yeah, I just stick to my iTunes or my um what's the other one? SoundCloud or Damn, what the hell is the other one called? <laughs> uh Pandora. It's Pandora and, like, Spotify. I just usually stick to that. I don't really mess with YouTube music. I don't really see a point in getting a subscription with YouTube music. I don't understand the well, difference. Well, it, it comes It comes with premium. Oh, it does? Well, oh. yeah. I didn't even realize that because I did a free trial for premium, and I never tried to use it. So. <laughs> well, well, my whole thing,
0: know. my problem with YouTube music is, yes, you do get music. It does stream beautifully. It does stream clear. It's very consistent. Mm-hmm. uh it's better than pandora as far as quality is concerned mm-hmm. um but it's such a general bullshit top 40 thing that it's ridiculous like i literally sat on youtube music and i downvoted and hit next for about 20 minutes straight i don't care about takashi 69 no i don't want to hear yeah. him <laughs> i got to play him when i'm djing a gig but i don't want to hear him in my time you know yeah it well, asks no, no, and when you sucks. first sign up, it goes select the bands that you like. And you don't like any of those bands, <laughs> no. But here's the thing: it's like okay, it said Tony Bennett. Okay, I hit Tony Bennett, and then the next four artists they show me are four artists that I don't like from big bands, you yeah. know. But like the choices that they gave me was like Takashi sixty nine, Metallica. I hate Metallica.
1: Yo, I had a
0: roommate that played them twenty four seven, day and night. I mean, I I like them. I don't like them that much. (laughs) I I can't stand them for that. And they were hypocrites with the whole music piracy stuff. Mm -hmm. Yo, Lars talked about goes, yeah, man. We used to make tapes of other bands, you know, meaning like you know Led Zeppelin or whatever, uh, and hand them out to our friends. So you pirated music and you distributed music. But you don't want anyone else to touch your stuff. You're a hypocrite. Technically, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that's a little weird, man. You can't do that. Forever. You're a hypocrite. And you're greedy. Oh, Bro, you man. don't know how much I wish the band went, like, like, belly
1: up at that point. Just because he was a hypocrite. At this point, man, streaming is the future. That's where things are, and that's where we're going. Whether people want to accept it or not. Streaming is the future, and we just gotta be ready to ready to just flow with it, man. Man, if I had more hard drive space, I would download everything. And that's the thing is like, you know, owning anything now is getting less and less. Like even with gaming, you know, gaming is is moving into this whole big streaming aspect. It's gonna get to the point where it's like you're not gonna own a game anymore. You're not gonna own a, a movie anymore. I mean, I still buy um buy like Blu-ray DVDs and stuff like that once in a while because. I like like the special features, and yeah. maybe I can say that's one of the downfalls about streaming is that like I love special features, I love getting like a Marvel movie, and I love watching how it was made. Like that's me. I'm a film guy, and the only thing I feel like streaming takes away, it takes away from that film. I mean, from that movie viewing experience where like if you're being in a movie theater or you going to the special features, watching how the movie was made, get to talk to the actors and the directors. Man, for me, it's a director's that. comments. That 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 teaches yeah. you more. Like, there's... Okay, there's a movie,
0: uh, Lost in Space. Remember that that movie? Yeah. A uh, couple years old. Well, on the yeah, DVD, they had three different commentaries. The director mm-hmm. of photography was one. The actors mm-hmm. were another, and the director was the third. I learned more tricks about the cinematography and cinematography from that director's comments than I did in, like, all the years of film school and independent productions and everything else. Like, he just said these five tricks in there that I was like, oh, my God, that just completely changes the way I thought about shooting things. <laughs> that changed my life. <laughs> it did. It did. Like, that whole movie was shot on one aperture. Really? Yes. It used the same f-stop for every shot. So every shot had very consistent depth of field. And they just changed the lighting to give you the different effects. Oh, wow. You know, and they would use smoke. An old trick that I used to do when we used to shoot things in video, trying to make it look like film, we would throw smoke in the room to limit the depth of field. So they would do that trick to do on film to make things, to, to limit the depth of field and things like that. I was like, and then he went on and on with different lenses and this and the other thing,
1: blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this fucking guy's a genius. He's an absolute genius. See that? That's what you would lose with streaming, though. Unless streaming adds that to the services, like I said, we're still young. They could, you know, like streaming is still in an early stage, and they could eventually do that. But that's what I would miss. I would miss those just extra features. Like I, I and that's one of the reasons why I buy movies. If I buy a DVD. I'm not just buying it for the movie, but I'm buying it to see, all right, what's going to be in these special features? You know what I mean? Yeah, so I agree. I'm going to miss that. Like they, I think they should really consider adding that to it, but you got to also consider the fact that the more things streaming adds to its services it's going to get more expensive. Cause right now Netflix is basic membership is only like what, $8, $9. Imagine when they start doing commercials or imagine when they start adding, you know, like, like the special features if they do that we can see, see netflix going up higher
0: see but there's where these smaller streaming services like disney can turn around and go hey when you sign up for our service you'll get every single special feature that's on the dvd or blu-ray
1: yeah now see that if they did that yeah, that, would, then, that would yeah <laughs> then i'd be like well shut up and take my money Exactly. See, that would make me go to Disney. And that's the thing that I'm saying, like all these streaming services it's going to be competition. And that could be nothing but good news for for us as like film geeks, because with competition it's going to make people say, all right, we got to come up with something creative, something innovative that's different. So as far as your question, again, I think that's going to be the upside of streaming. The fact that we have so many is going to make the competition greater and that's just going to be better for us at the end of the day. You know? Absolutely. And I kind of so. think we should end
0: on that note, but before we end, we ask all our listeners, uh, don't forget to like comment and subscribe. Um, we are working on a YouTube channel. Uh, we are. And don't forget, we have a giveaway um, that once we hit 50 comments, we're going to give away uh, a random, um, we're going to give a random person who put up a comment we're going to give them a $50 gift certificate. Uh, we're aiming for the um, for the iTunes store, but if you want something else, we could work it out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and don't forget, um, we listen to your suggestions, and we'd like to hear what you think. And if there's anything specific you want us to talk about, let us know. Uh, we'll be more than happy to cover it. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have uh, a guest or two. And, for uh, sure, for sure. It'll be interesting. Um, so listen, We're gonna. do you want to sign off And then go into the after show Because I have a couple questions for you For the after
1: show For sure, um, for anybody who wants to check out The after show, be sure to subscribe to our Patreon That's uh, patreon.com KJ of J House um, We have special benefits for our Patreons Over there, and like I said, you also have access To our after show um, And many other little special features We'll throw in there, I'm not going to give away everything And that should be about it. Thanks for checking out the show, and we will catch you guys later. Later.
2: This Spe- The falls, yeah. I'm surfing, hang the ways, right? Got your girl with me now. she talking, spending nights. She's so impressed about my life now. She claiming rights I've been in the gym flexing, so I do it right. Claim that I'm a boss. Can you understand my vision? Hitting every lane, trying to conquer every mission. Now you know my mission. I ain't new to the shit. I'ma take it all over. I'm a boss to the shit. With respect on my.